0: Hey guys, it's Windy City for VRMLB podcast number seven. Um, basically, I'm going to just go through free agency, talk a little bit about the league, and uh, hopefully it'll be a little bit of a quick podcast. Um, so, I'm actually sort of surprised by how much money was handed out this free agency. Currently, uh, all the finalized deals equals $1.417 billion. Um... And a lot more no-trade clauses were handed out than I was expecting, Uh, including Nick Hundley. He received a $16 one-year contract for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, Josh Tallman, also Toronto Blue Jays, $17 one-year. And then, let's look, uh, Kenneth Vargas, $18 seven-year contract, $126 million for the Los Angeles Angels. And then this one sort of surprised me. Uh... I was expecting Vargas to receive a no-trade clause. He was the best free agent on the market. He was still young. I believe he was only 26. <clears throat> Let me check on that. And uh, he... 26? 26. And he also has a very low at-bats, so he should be a 900 and... Let's look. Probably a 950 OPS player next year at 27. Um, This contract's probably a year... Too long, yeah. So it's he's signed up until he's 32. Um, one, two, three. Maybe I probably would have wanted him to a six year deal, but it's not outrageous. And especially since he was no doubt top free agent in the entire market, I get why the angels signed him up. He can still be around when they hopefully compete. Uh, they had poo holes and CJ Krohn on the roster so CJ Krohn's still youngish but Albert Pujols he's only probably signed yeah he's only signed for another year you're gonna move on and he can be a building block for your team in two three years and then the other guy another guy who received a no trade clause was Lance McCullers and I'm, I'm sort of iffy about this he didn't pitch at all last year He's 24, he has a 1.52 whip with 12.1 strikeouts per 9, and his hits per 9 are 8.8, his walks per 9 are 4.9, and for only having 162 innings pitched last year, he didn't progress that much. He went from 8.9 hits per 9 to 8.8, 5.0 walks per 9 to 4.9, and 11.8 strikeouts per 9 to 12.1 strikeouts per 9, and he also was signed by the Angels. Um... It's gonna depend on how he sim's because his whip is extremely high. He does; it's a nice ratio. His whip's com- uh, made out of, and he does have I think three more progressions left, and his strikeouts per nine are high, but it's just gonna ha- depend on how he progresses. Uh, they might be regretting this deal, but right now I think he's slotted to be fifth guy in the rotation. Yeah, so I think he, even with a tr- high strikeout number, I think he'll be able to make do as a fifth guy in your rotation. But I could definitely see them regretting this f- um, contract a couple years down the road. It's fifteen dollars nine years, just a lot of money to pay for a guy who whose whip will probably still be high fours or mid four uh one point four. Um, Johnny Cueto received a no trade clause and I understand that he was the best pitcher on the market Um, I'm surprised actually the Giants didn't sign him to maybe a year or two more he's on the Marlins $18 three-year contract he's 31 he's gonna progress slower I'm not sure he's worth the $18 but the Marlins well besides when B Hicks took over them, they really bounced back. And I think if under his ownership next year, because last year they started off um, trying to tank, I think under his ownership, they're gonna contend for the division title at least. And I wouldn't be surprised if they got into the playoffs. I mean, last year, even with tanking almost half the season, they still made it to 81 and 81. And the Mets weren't amazing. They only had a plus 69 run differential and i don't believe they added a lot this mm, i don't think they added anything this year yeah they did not go into the market at all so i wouldn't be surprised if the marlins could compete for the division title and potentially a wild card spot but i'm pro- i'm probably going to assume that the dodgers and rockies and giants and the reds will probably compete for those two playoff spots i'm not sure the marlins will be able to get it playoff spot but i think they could compete for the division title especially for because they added some pieces in free agency let me look uh yeah so they added cueto avila diddy gregorius he should be a nice little solid shortstop for him and he'll be starting 788 ops his contract is a little it's a it's pretty high twelve dollars five years but I understand that he was one of the better shortstops on the market. He was overall one of the better hitters on the market. He's 27, so you won't be regretting this contract. You might regret the last year or two, but he should be fine for the first couple of years. And then, was that it? Oh, they also added Anthony Desclafani. He received a $12 five-year contract. Um, this contract, I mean, I get it from the Marlins' perspective. Because I do not believe they had a lot of good pitching. Yeah. I mean, Chen has a very high hits per nine, and you they have right now you have Chen and Nicolino, both with high hits per nine, and Nicolino has a 4.3 strikeout per nine. So, I mean, I barely would want him pitching. So I understand why they needed Desclafani and Cueto, but they're really going to rely on Fernandez, Cueto, to carry them. And they're uh, bullpen, but I could still see them pulling out some type of, or at least competing for a division title, and then they also added David Freeze to a 2-2 contract, and he should just be a backup bench player, it looks like, uh, maybe sub in for Prado for a defensive replacement, um, and then let's look, other people who received a no contract, uh, no trade clause were, uh, Dustin Pedroia, For the Cleveland Spiders, $22 one-year contract. Um, David Price also received a no-trade clause from the Atlanta Bees. Um, I thought that was sort of an interesting deal because I'm not sure if it really lines up with... Okay, so the Atlanta Bees were 72-90 and last year negative 82 run differential, and their Pythag was basically 71 and 91. So they basically played up to their level, and they weren't very good. And David Price wasn't great last year, and he's 32 years age, and he he's declined. He added .05 to his whip this year and decreased .1 in their strikeouts per nine. He has a 9.2 hits per nine. I'm just not sure he's worth $16 a year. And it's a three-year deal, and I'm not sure if this was the best option for the bees. I probably would have rather given this money to somewhere, someone else. Um, although the bees do are carrying only $132, even with the price contract, so they have a low budget. They have a low payroll right now, so I get it. I'm just not sure if this was probably the best option maybe you could flip him but with that no trade clause it's going to make it pretty restrictive and a lot of the better teams are carrying higher um payrolls so for example I mean myself I'm carrying 191 currently out of 197 the Dodgers are carrying 194 out of 197 the Giants are carrying 165 out of 197 now that's you could add a price, but you wouldn't be able to actually add much else because that would bump it to 181 out of $197. you would be starting to push your limit. It's just a lot of these better teams are carrying $170, $180 plus. So I'm not really sure you're going to be able to flip price and actually get much further return because it's also a three-year deal. It's not in- insignificant. And with the Giants especially, they would be able to take this contract on this year, but I believe the Giants have some very restrictive contracts in their future. And I think that might be why. Yeah, they have Bloch Blanche, who has a $4 per year increase, $16 currently. And you also have Madison Bumgarner on the same contract. And you really, those two contracts by themselves are gonna add $8 a year to your payroll. I mean, they're really good pitchers. They're some of the best pitchers in the entire league, so I understand why you keep them. But they're going to have to play around with money, which I wouldn't see them really adding, wanting to add Price on that three-year deal. If it was just this year, I could see it. But after this year, Price's contract is going to be really restrictive to most of the teams that are competing this year. So I'm not sure the Bs made the greatest investment because I don't see it paying off that well. Um, Dustin Pedroia also received a no-trade clause. $22, one year contract. Most of these one year contracts that received a no trade clause, like um, Pedroya, who are the others? It was uh, Tomlin and Hundley. I don't really see it. They're not restrictive, and on these, the teams that signed them had relatively low pay uh, payrolls, so I don't see it really messing up their cap situation. Uh, I'm surprised Pedroya went for as high as he did, but. He is going to regress slowly, but it doesn't really matter. It's only a one-year contract. He's 34. He still has an 806 OPS, and the Spiders really just needed a second baseman. So it makes sense for them, and I'm surprised. I mean, they're really sort of going through a rebuilding process right now. Uh, Their starting pitching is not great. They don't have any aces. Their best pitcher being... I mean, maybe Gio Gonzalez, 9.3 hits per nine, 8.4 strikeouts per nine with a 1.39 whip. Maybe Tyler Skaggs. I mean, yeah, it's just their starting rotation. They really blew that up. But they have a really nice young core of hitters with uh, Gary Sanchez, um, Jose Ramirez at third, Francisco Lindor at short, Mike Trout, Tyler Naquin. I mean, they're they're really focusing on hit, uh, hitting, and they have a really nice core there. It's just I'm not sure they have the starting pitching, especially to compete this year. And you really need to rebuild that entire rotation. And besides Skaggs and Bradley, the other three are going to decline. So maybe go on the market or try to trade for some guys, because otherwise you're probably not going to compete. But I understand paying Pedroia on a especially on a one-year contract, I mean, like, F it, just go for it, this year, see if you can compete even with that bad rotation, and see if your hitting can out-compete against everyone else. And... That's it. So, other big contracts that were handed out was uh, Gant on Oakland. John Gant, $10, eight-year contract, $80. Um, so this contract, I think it makes sense. It's a little high, but he's 24. He has another three progressions, and this pro- his last progression dropped his whip from 1.5 to 1.23, which means his whip, I mean, if it continues to drop like this, he should be at like a .6 whip or something when he tops out. So, I can see that deal being relatively good. Um, I talked about Descalfani. I'm not sure he was worth it. Uh, Toronto invested in Joyce, twelve dollars one-year contract, one of the better free agents on the market for at least for this year. Toronto has a very sort of interesting. They're really going for it, I think, this year. Almost, I believe, almost all their guys were signed to one year all the major deals that they signed were one year deals. Yeah. The only I think the only multi year deal they gave was Chad Pinder to a one dollar three year deal. So uh yeah. So it's not and I can see why their their overall roster is extremely old. I mean Currently, the only guy on their major league roster that hitter-wise that's under twenty-seven is Chad Pinder and Michael Sherman. Everyone else is twenty-seven and above, so I can sort of see why they're just trying to go for it this year. And you might want to think about blowing it up next year because you don't have a lot of young players. Um, let's look other big contracts that were signed. Uh, you had Koji Uehara, thirteen dollars one year contract at the Reds. The Reds were very competitive. If if I hadn't swept them, and the, I think they lost, I think their last six games in a row or something similar to that. And basically, but throughout the season they were competing for the division title. So I could see them again competing for the division title, or at least definitely a playoff spot. Um yeah, they have a pretty good base of players that I think will allow them to compete. Um, And then let's... So I think that contract made some sense. Shore up your bullpen a little bit. And then let's... Other contracts, uh, Kelby Tomlinson, also the Reds, $6, three-year contract. The Reds also received a new owner this year because uh, Iron Horse was unable to continue on. So they get Shamesy Fan, and hopefully he's able to bring him to a division title, or at least compete. They also got Adam Conley to show up their rotation. Um, I'm really surprised about the McCullers deal. I really That deal could go either way. It depends if his high strikeout rate is able to make up for their his high whip. It could be a r- relatively good deal, but otherwise that deal could really crash and burn in the next few years, and you just don't really know. Uh, the Angels also signed Ronaldo Ter- Torres to a uh, $10 seven-year contract, third baseman. Uh, he's 24. He's progressing relatively well. He should probably top out at 8. Let's look. It's twenty fifty. Maybe 870 OPS or something. He has a really low strikeout rate. And it's a seven-year deal, so it's signed through 31. This deal is pretty good. I would say this is a good guy to build around. And I think the Angels are taking this rebuilding process pretty good or pretty well. And, I mean, you might be able to compete depending on how McCullers goes. I could see you actually sort of starting to compete this year because you added some of the better players on the market, I think you added. Vargas, did you? I think you might have added Marte as well. I don't know. But overall, you added, you already added Visciano, uh, 5 dollars six. So although he has a really high whip, he has a sh- high strikeout rate. And he has actually a relatively low hits per nine for what his whip is. So that can be a solid deal. Let's look at his. I mean, he pitched 2.89 ERA, 37 innings pitch last year for the Bees. With a 3.62 D- dice, so he sim's out well. So I would say that's a pretty good deal. I think they could actually start competing for a playoff spot, maybe potentially this year, maybe next year. um Some other big deals that happened: mm, Diolis Guer- Guerrera, six dollars, four years for the Twins. He's a reliever. Let me pull up the stats. He's 28. 107 whip, 8.5 hits per nine, 6.9 hits per nine. Um, You know, solid, okay. I think the contracts, maybe a little long. I'm not sure you're going to like him because he has a low strikeout rate. Um, But, you know, he's a solid reliever, hopefully. And... Uh, Nathan Eovaldi, also for the Twins, received a $5 four-year contract. I think they were really just needing to shore up their rotation. They also signed Jeff Samarja. I think that was a lower contract, though. Yeah, $5 one year. So Nathan Eovaldi, 27, 1.28 whip, 8.9 hits per nine, 7.0 strikeouts per nine. He's a solid, like, third, fourth guy in your rotation. And I think he's projected right now to be your second to th- third, fourth guy. Yeah, so you know, okay contract, he's 27, you You'll probably not. Re- you probably won't regret that contract, uh, Diddy G- Gouryous went a little higher than I was expecting, $60 million, but it's completely understandable for the Marlins, especially since they are looking to probably compete this year, or at least challenge for a playoff spot, uh, Jake Thompson, $8 five-year contract for the Detroit Tigers, I believe this was a little higher than I was expecting, mm. oh yeah, so he's only 23, which is uh, why I think he received the what was it 40 million dollars a year yeah 40 million dollars a year but i don't really like it that much because his strikeout rate is just so low it's 5.4 and his hits per night are 8.8 and he has 212 innings pitched now 218 i just don't see his whip falling low enough for his strikeout his low strikeouts to really balance it out so even though this is a relatively lower contract, only $8 a year for five years. I could sort of see you maybe regretting it. I mean, last year, in only thirty-nine innings pitched, uh, nine games started, he produced an 8.77 ERA with a 2.13 whip and a 6.15 dice. I don't know. I just could sort of see you regretting the contract. But it's not a contract that's probably going to hurt you if you had to cut it. So... You know, take for what you will, but I just thought he went a little higher than I was expecting. Uh Robbie Ray was signed to a twenty-five dollar contract, five five. Um, this one I could understand a little better. He's twenty-five, one point four four whip, nine point five hits per nine, so relatively high, but his hits uh his strikeouts per nine are eleven point three. And he still has a couple progressions left. So I could see this contract being okay. It's only $5 also. And you are only signing him through age 30. So you're not going to be stuck when he's regressing. And he has a couple progressions left. So I could see this contract working out for you, especially if he's able to progress a little bit and be a solid, like, fourth, fifth guy in your rotation. And... The Tomlin deal, so like the Tomlin deal and the Hudley deal, I think they were overpaid, but I get why they're overpaid. Because Toronto's going it for this year and they have a low budget current. They had a low budget. And Tomlin, he's one of the better. There weren't a lot of good starting pitchers on the market. He's 32, 1.22 whip, 9.8 hits per nine, 6.0 strikeouts per nine. I mean I probably that's a really high hits per nine 9.8 but you know you're pro, you're not going to probably regret the contract because the Blue Jays are only current well now they have 188 out of 197 but I think they're they've got to lose like they're losing a lot of money this year so it's not going to put them into a financial cap situation and Nick Hundley again he's not a very good catcher 7.25 OPS I mean he could start but he's not gonna he's not a game changer so for sixteen dollars a year that's a lot to pay for a non-game changer but i can see it because you sort of just you just want to sort of compete for this last year try to keep your window open for one more year and then you probably want to blow it all up and yeah so it's they're overpaid definitely but it's in for toronto it makes sense to overpay these guys especially since you've only signed them to one-year deals Um, Other players who received a high contract... David Wright received $8 a year, but only a one-year contract again for, I think, the Phillies? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it makes so much sense, but, I mean, he'll be a nice bench player. Maybe even your DH, potentially. Depending if Richie Weeks or Roman Quinn can beat him out. Um, You know, it's only a one-year deal. It's not going to hurt you that much. And then... That's really it. I talked about Hundley. It makes sense for Toronto. So, uh, the Giants, I think, were sort of hurt by free agency. They were probably one of the teams that were most hurt by free agency. And they still have a very... I, I still think they're very competitive. And they have a deep bench but their rotation is a lot worse than last year. You still have Bla- Blank and Bumgarner and both of them improved, so those two are good. You have a really, really solid 1-2 combo. But then it sort of falls off. You have Wright, who's 1.28 whip with 6.9 strikeouts per 9, a little low for your third guy. Again, you could have Matt Moore, and Matt Moore did do relatively good last year, so... He- I still think you can—you definitely can compete, but you don't have—I don't think you have the rotation that you had last year. It looks like Morton is your th- fifth guy. He's a solid. He Morton—I think the Giants did well on their budget, and I think they did well in maintaining their budget flexible for the next couple of years. Uh, Morton, I think, was actually a good signing. I was trying to sign him. Uh, because he's declining relatively slowly, and he, he, he has 272 innings pitched, and he has a 9.9 strikeout per nine rate still. So I think he will decline relatively slowly. I think he'll still be able to be a good back end of the, uh, your rotation guy. Um, Yeah, so I still think that the Giants are probably going to be one of the better teams. One of the teams that didn't really do anything in free agency... And I think I think it will probably actually hurt them, was the Rockies. And I'm sort of surprised, because they're carrying a very low cap number this year. And what I'm sort of surprised about is that they didn't go for Vargas. Uh, currently, they have Mark Reynolds. Um, slotted in for first base. 772 OPS he's 34 though he's declining um i don't know i just i think that they could have solidified their roster even more by adding a power bat like vargas to their lineup and their rotation is still i mean pretty bad i think it's going to hurt them uh i could have seen them like if i was the rockies i probably would have gone for and and uh, Vargas, and you had such a low cap number that I think you could have probably gotten them for and still maintain some roster flexibility. And then the Dodgers, they they weren't really allowed to do much because they have such a low... They had very little cap room left, so they would have been pushed into... Currently, they are projected to go over, I think, right now even, because they only have $3 left on their budget, and you have to make sure to have a $4 budget for rookies. So they will are they will probably be the first team to go into the luxury tax next season. Uh, it won't be a lot. It'll be a dollar over, so it's not going to be a significant thing. But, you know, it could... I don't know. It's still... I still think they're probably one of the better teams, and... I might actually favor them over any other team. They have a yeah. They actually have a very solid rotation. They just need maybe some bullpen help. And for yeah, yeah, they're. I think they're probably actually the favorite now. Either the I would see the Dodgers or the Giants coming out Uh, for the uh, middle for the central. Um, I'm. I'm thinking, I mean, if St. Louis actually decides to rebuild, then obviously not St. Louis. And it'll probably be the Cubs. But I think the Reds can definitely compete. And then for the National League East, I would probably say... I mean, the Marlins might be able to pull it off. The Nationals... uh, mm, The Nationals have just such a good... They have a pretty good rotation, but it's. Be, I think it's between the Nationals and Marlins, and then the East for the American League. I could sort of see maybe Toronto going for it and just being able to compete, but the Red Sox were such far ahead of everyone else that you know they might be able to just still pull away. They didn't do much in free agency, but I could still see them winning. I think the Central might be pretty competitive. I could the Chicago White Sox really didn't do anything in free agency and they were only 3 games up from the Tigers. So I could see the Tigers going for it and if the Spiders are able to get some bol- uh rotation help, I could see them also competing. And then in the West, I mean it's probably it's probably the Rangers. They were so much better than everyone else last year. Uh that was I think the biggest yeah, that was probably the biggest differential between 1st and 2nd place in any division. Um, but maybe maybe Houston could bounce back. Uh, Seattle, I don't think, did very much in free agency, so yeah. Um, uh, going back to the St. Louis Cardinals owner, so Don Russ posted on the chat box... Uh, I really haven't been, quote, I really haven't been active here after a bunch of trades happened that I disagreed with. Subjectivity, I guess. I can't compete with CHC, Chicago Cubs, anytime soon, so I'm putting everyone on the block-ish looking for picks, end quote. And basically, after seeing that, and he hadn't logged in previously before posting that for, I believe, like five or six days, uh, I removed him from the St. Louis Cardinals for a bit until I got a message back because, well, I think the Cardinals, especially since I think if they had an active owner, I think they could compete. They have a relatively good um, lineup. Their lineup is relatively solid. They have a weak place at the third outfield and secondary catcher. But overall, their rotation isn't... Bad. They have some of the better relievers in the league. They have Carlos Martinez and Alex Reyes. Tony Sparks isn't that great. Wade Miley. So they're weak at the th- 3 4 5 in their rotation, but they have a nice 1 2 punch. Like I could see them competing, especially if they had a more active owner. And so I don't want an inactive owner to sell off like Reyes. I just personally, I don't really get why you'd sell off Reyes you have 5 years left of control on him. It's not a terrible contract. His stamina is low, but he's going to give you 160 solid innings pitched. He's one of the better young pitchers in the league, I'm not, and he's only 22. So even for a rebuilding team, you're hoping that you're competitive in 3 or 4 years, which means Reyes can still help you and he'll even be better than he is currently. So I'm not sure why you'd sell him off. No matter, almost no matter, especially with five years of control. Almost no matter where your competitive window is, um, and I just don't want a owner to sell off big pieces from a team, and especially if that owner is inactive and is not completely uh, committed to the league, because. It's harder, I mean, this league, it's looking like it's actually a relatively popular league. Um, I got multiple messages from other owners saying like, put me on a wait list for the league. And I think we'll be able to fill up spots relatively quickly, but I don't want an owner to basically destroy a team and then leave immediately because a lot of times that team has trouble competing because you sort of blow it up and then that visionary who blows it up leaves and doesn't really, it's just harder to fill that owner and assure that that team doesn't become a rotation, a rotational owner team. So I'd rather just avoid it. And if he messages me saying that he's like fully committed to the league, I have no problem giving it back to him. It's just that I don't want an owner who's not fully committed to do really big moves like trading Reyes or something like that. I want someone who's fully committed and willing to stick around for... Or at least planning to stick around for a couple more seasons. Um, yeah, so... Free Agency's wrapping up. Currently, there's only three active bids. Oh, about to be two. Ben Joe Quinn's about to expire. Um, so... Uh, yeah, free agency should wrap up within the next day or two. And I'll send out a message about spring training that'll last three or four days. And then a couple of days after that, uh, regular season will start. Um, I think that's everything. If any of you have any questions about anything, let me know. And yeah, so signing off for, what is it? The episode seven of the VRMLB podcast, it's Windy City.